Raising Unicorns! Brothers! Today on the podcast, I've got with me the one, the only, Johnny freaking Vance. What's up, Johnny? Hey, Shane. I, I need to make a little correction here. There is another Johnny Vance in the fi Utah film community. We've really? Met. Yeah. I always say, if one of us meets, the other cannot survive. And so, you know. <laughs> there can only be one. There can only be one. Like the Highlander. So, as much as I love the one and only, there's another. Uh, I guess. Yeah, but like who's, I've never heard of this other guy. And I feel he like gaps. I've heard of this. Okay. Well, I mean. Our IMDb's are conjoined right now. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like he's a you're a gaffer and a and a, and a voice on, on a writer and director on Tunnel Twins. <laughs> you are very multifaceted. You got you have the whole gamut, man. This guy does everything. He does everything, man. That's him. That's all. I'm hoping he gets into production design and it's safe to join. So you just look like a superhuman who can do everything and write a film. Just soup to nuts, man. That's a trick. That's a, a life hack. Just conjoin IMDb's with Find other another people. IMDb. That's right. And you just tag on. In the trenches at HB. HB. We're always over these really big, like crazy concept videos, right? And we were seeing that there were some videos that were really, really small, super low budget, really easy um, videos to make that had like huge numbers. This is back when Facebook would actually let you see what the uh, mm. number of views were on an ad that had been promoted. And so we'd see stuff that were like crazy, stupid, simple with like 150 million views on it, but it had like 100 comments on it. And we're like, that's for sure not organic. That is ad spend for sure. So Johnny and I noticed, like we, we would kind of share notes a little bit and Johnny actually started started a huge document of like all these different ads that he saw that I later tried to like continue to add to, but Johnny did mo most of it. It made me feel less guilty for browsing Facebook for hours. If I yeah. could like copy a link to an ad and be like, oh, at least it's worth it. Yeah, I'm educating <laughs> myself. I'm educating, but here's an ad. <laughs> I'm not definitely not a cog in Marky Mark's little, you know, machine. <laughs> Jokes on him, I don't buy anything. I, I just click on it and get remarketed to it. <laughs> it's really annoying. Really, you could do that though. It's a great strategy. <laughs> so uh, we, we noticed something really consistently that was happening is that there was was a component in many of these ad types. We identified like, we kind of came together and put our heads together and we identified like what, 15 different ad types mm -hmm. of different mm -hmm. styles and varieties. And one thing that was really, really consistent through probably like, I would say two thirds of them mm. is they have a, a customer element to it. Whether that's like a review from a customer, whether it's a customer journey ad talking about why they enjoyed the product or whether it was a use case ad where like you showed like different customers actually using the product. There was always like a component of like an actual customer. Johnny, maybe you could talk a little bit about like your experience with Lumi because Lumi mm -hmm. did so many campaigns with us. They, yeah. they were very successful. They drove a ton of revenue. I think it was a bit of like, hey, we're itching to try some new things. And yeah. Lumi was like, we're spending 10, of thousands of dollars every day on ads. I, that was, if I remember right, it was burnout. They were like, we need, we need more, more content and, like, and we can't great. wait a month and a half yeah. for every video uh -huh. for like a fresh brand new video. And they were like, great, we're wanting to try some new things. And I think conceptually it's like, you know, the perfect UGC is like catching that 10 foot bass. Do they come in 10 feet? I don't yeah, fish. Yeah, 10 foot bass. <laughs> <laughs> They're really big. Did you see how big their mouth is? Because the big mouth bass I just know the ones feet, on, they you know, at Costco, the, the ones that sing. That's 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 what, and they look pretty big. But you know, it's a fishing game where it's like. How old are you, Costco? I don't know. Bass. Yeah, the singing bass, it, it had an effect on me. That's deep sea fishing, right? So you can either go, you can either fish or you can hunt for UGC, right? And so one strategy is you go wide and you go out to your audience and you just see I'll give you a little direction, but hopefully some people will tell us why they love, let's say, Lumi in this example. And we saw a brand that did that. We were talking to Betty's. They're like this- this uh, Zip-in like bedding company. Yeah, you can like make your bed by zipping it up. It's like a yeah. glorified um, sleeping Sleep, bag. It's like it, a sleeping bag that looks nice. That looks nice. It looks nice. like real bedding. And it's great. They do like a competition every year where they 
pay the winner like 10 grand and then they literally get I think hundreds. Was, yeah, and they were doing like runner up get get stuff too. Yeah. Like the like free betting and crap like that. Yeah. Suddenly they right. had I think hundreds if not thousands of videos of people like sending in why they love Betty so much. And so those are ads they use all year round. Yeah. And so if you're fishing like that, that's like fishing for a uh, carp or salmon. I don't know. What are they fishing? But so out of those 50 carp, there might be one salmon that's really, that's really, really, really delicious. good. And you can take that one video. And I, I've seen Lumi do this when, they, when they've done it and they've spent literally millions yeah. behind a video of the perfect, wow, what am I doing with this metaphor? The perfect fish. <laughs> The perfect salmon fry. The perfect Up. salmon bass. Ten the foot salmon bass. Salmon bass. It's, it's like it's, it's like the, that's like saying the perfect cheetah lion. That's right. <laughs> and I deep sea fish, so I know. Just listen, shut up, guys. So that's that's one strategy. And then the other strategy is to find somebody either through your reviews. Yeah. Um. Oh, they're a dream customer. Let's reach out to him. Let's guide this interview. Let's let's find this dream person who's had a dream experience with my product and guide him through it and film with them. And oftentimes that's found through someone who's had like a really good review that they've left on the website or yes. something like that where they can track them down and be like, hey, this is really great. Like, we love yes. what you said. It just like hit just right. Mm -hmm. Can we come and do like a record a review for you? Exactly, yeah. And and we had, you know, to start, we kind of did a smattering of both where Lumi didn't run a competition to get reviews. I think what we did, and anyone can do this, is you can look at your, your reviews yeah, and you can actually just take text and you can make them into videos. We started out doing that where it was like, yeah. we call them testimonial Explainer testimonial Explainer ads. testimonial ads. Yep. So we just took reviews that would explain what the product was and why people loved it. Because I think people trust customers more than they trust brands, at least now. Um, even if it's the brand who's cherry picking the message. Even if the brand is telling you <laughs> You're like, well, what I know you're cherry picking this, but as long as a real person said it, I'm okay with it. But yeah, because we, we, we would go through like hundreds, hundreds of reviews to pick like usually an ETA, an average ETA is about 60 seconds long. Yep. We do two or 300 reviews and we might pull 10 yeah. that we just put in there because they had the right language. They spoke to the points that like are the most consistently said about the product or that we've noticed have like high performance as far mm -hmm. as conversion rates. And then we jam them into one video. Yeah. And then and then the other one is yeah finding is that it's a hunting strategy finding that perfect one and I think I remember man this was like right before Lumi had really leaned into that private parts messaging hard as like this is a use case for this deodorant we found this woman and we got her on camera we just guided her through these bless her heart guided her through these these awkward questions because yeah, wasn't it Ryan who interviewed her Ryan interviewed her so on it was a site. man interviewing a woman <laughs> about her private parts about her stinky private parts and bless her that her heart she was authentic she just told it like it was we probably in hindsight we probably should have got a woman to do we that <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay to be fair ryan is the only cd who has worked on multiple feminine like products like we're talking like period underwear he products. understands he and all the ceos or cmos are like i don't really like guys working on our projects because they don't get it but you get it man but you get it <laughs> these are two independent women who have like been like you get it. You get it. And get Ryan's, yourself a Ryan is, is what you, you yeah, want someone He's to. very versatile. So I'm or, actually, or just use a woman on your team. Yeah, so. or use a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Ryan was visiting his family and he was an hour away from this this woman. So we you know we just used that. And a oh, lot of yeah, times right, for that's this. Right. It's because it that's right. We did it in person, not via Zoom. We did Zoom. it in person. And that's right. That makes me feel way better. <laughs> I forgot about that part. I'm like, if we were on Zoom, we should have had literally any hey, other female do this. No. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, another thing, this is off topic a little bit, but you can get production hub you can use companies like that yeah, to, to yeah. hire local which we've talent. done that too like where we've hired it out and it was only a couple hundred dollars you yeah. know to send out like a, a, a scrappy little crew with like a you know a microphone and a camera just do it with a window light or something like that 
But I think on that video, that I think that video drove millions for Lumi. That's amazing. I think like there's certain things I think I know from like my gut and my experience mm -hmm. of like what's going to be really good or what's going to have the right message at the very least. But there is this component of like, it's hard to articulate of why people jive with a certain person they're watching. Yes. Or they're like, why do I believe this? There's an intangible there yes. that's hard to, to kind of pin down of why they like them. I think a lot of it has to do with authenticity, which mm -hmm. is hard to quantify. And it's hard to bottle. It's hard, it's hard to bottle. And so I think- I tried. That, <laughs> he tried to sell it. <gasps> authenticity, get in here. I'm gonna sell you for I'm a million dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna authentically sell you. <laughs> I'm authentically a capitalist. That's right. <laughs> but I do think it's really hard to quantify it. So one thing that like Shannon and Lumi's team did really well is they went through an enormous amount of content. And I think we did the same thing to some degree because I think it's easier with text because there's yep. so many nuances in video and actual voice recordings that like, into authenticity but mm -hmm. we always look for the language that spoke to us when we go through the written reviews on amazon or on their website and be like is this how people talk mm -hmm. is this is this feel authentic or genuine or like relatable in a funny way because usually it was especially around like especially loomy it was there was some mirth to it because yeah. there was like I'm not talking about like a deodorant that I like put on my junk. Like, yeah. you know, so like. So many synonyms. Yeah. So many. <laughs> so, many synonyms. so many fun words. So I, I think that was like one thing we looked for. And when it's in video form, I think sometimes you got to test through a lot of that oh, yeah. to find it. Sometimes we can predict, but I would say more often than not, we're surprised. Like this person just like blew up with people and yes. they loved this person. And so I think you got to do some major testing to figure out which one it is. And so I would say, don't get discouraged if you use user generated content and you crank out like three or four ads mm -hmm. and they don't perform. Be like, ah, oh, UGC isn't going to work for me. Mm -hmm. I think it's much more a game of like, it's a patience game and a consistency game to find the right voice that kind of screams out in the, into your audience in the right way and the right tone that really gets in to respond. And I'll add, you know, just because it's lightning in a bottle doesn't mean you can't put up a lightning rod. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. Can't, you can't. You can ask for it. Ask for it. Like that took us so long. I work at Tuttle Twins, this show that teaches kids principles of freedom and entrepreneurship, things like that. Never heard of it. Tell me more about oh, the yeah, show. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to pitch you on it right now. But no, it, it's surprisingly <laughs> coming from marketing to doing internal marketing for Tuttle Twins. It took me like a year and a half to ask people for videos. <laughs> Yeah. And you just forget when you're on the inside, you just forget that like... Well, you're kind of busy writing and directing. Yeah. I'm probably ADD. I probably spread myself out. Probably. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to put have myself you, in a box. Have you ever been diagnosed? No. Should we call up Allie? I, Should we see what she says? Uh, I don't, are you trying to pitch me on something too? No? <laughs> no. But so what I would say is like being external, thinking about it for other brands, I feel like it's so much easier than sometimes when you're in the grind and you're an internal. It didn't even occur to me. And it, yeah. I, I just came back from teaching people about this. And I, I didn't do it. I, I do wonder if there is there some level of like, is it, I'm curious why that is with you. Do you think it's because you just got too close to it? Or do you think there's a self-conscious element to it? Or like you're worried about what people will say? Like I'm trying to like pin down why that is. Because I, I mean, we've, it's crazy to me. Some of the brands we've talked to in yes. business development calls that have like hundreds of thousands of users, but yes. they've never solicited these types of reviews or yeah. videos. It's like, you're sitting on a gold mine. Yes. Like if you have hundreds of thousands of users, there's a thousand of them that mm -hmm. are going to just like sing your praises till the end of days. Like yes. you should for sure be trying to get that. You should be mining that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I think it's a psychological thing because it's like, oh yeah, I've operated on a lot of people, but do I want to operate on myself? <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know if that's a bit. This is like the worst analogy. Uh, it's like, oh, oh my, my appendix. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, you're more likely to take care of your dog. That make sure your dog takes its pills than you take your pills. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and yeah, so, yeah. I think there might be something to that like when you, you go external to marketing to internal. It's just more painful to spend your own marketing dollars than it is for someone else to. <laughs> so Shannon, with the first Lumi ad, she literally bet the farm on us, and I didn't have that pressure on me. 
I was just like, oh yeah, I know I could do it. Yeah, I've spent you know a hundred, few hundred thousand before on an ad, and yeah, and looking worked. back, I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? Like being inside the vehicle driving, you know, the marketing of an own, of another company. I'm like, why was I so arrogantly like sure of myself? You're so blasé about it, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, this should be like I'm in the subway, it should yeah, be dancing, yeah. and uh, music, and then we'll just do this. Party. And of course, we'll get an ROI on it, and, and whether that was you know ignorance or or whether that is when you're external, you have a bit more confidence than when you're internal. Who's to say? I Let us know. The, I definitely think the pressure of like, you've got to deliver can get in your own head. Yeah. And versus like, hey, let's just make the very best creative we can that sells the crap out of this thing mm -hmm. and like have fun while doing it. Well, makes a big difference. It. Maybe maybe it's like when you're in a marketing agency, if this bombs, you're probably not going to lose your job. But if it bombs when you're inside the company, you and probably lose head. your job. <laughs> It's true. Sorry to anyone who's lost their job for a bomb. It's it's easier to do for other people than yourself. It and is. I, I think that that's very true. And like I said, we see lots of clients or potential clients that have huge treasure trove of resources yes. they don't tap into. You know, they're just I don't maybe they're just they don't know what they're sitting on. They don't know the gold mine or the rabid fan base that they have. Yeah, and they don't want to monetize it. They don't want to. They don't want to be uh, like weird about it. Uh, they don't want to like harvest. Yeah. Value. They get a little like, oh, I don't want to bother our fans. Yes. I don't want to bother our fans. And I think that's the worst because if anything, you should be nurturing that relationship actively with your fans and rewarding them, whether yes. it's through a promotion of like 50% off or as a thank you or like giveaways or like Betty's where it's like make a huge prize, make it gamify it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that engages the audience in a pretty fun way that, it, it, you know, makes them enjoy the brand You'd be surprised more. too how many people want to share their story. If it's a really life-changing yeah, product. It's wild to me. They're just like, oh my gosh, this changed my life. I just want to do this for free. And if you pay yeah. me, it's going to ruin it sort of thing. Yeah. So. I, I want you to know how awesome this stuff yes. is. Yes. And I think there's some, maybe some vanity in there. Yeah, you know. probably. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> but look how good I look on camera. So look how great my <laughs> private parts smell. Mm, so good. Look how great they smell. <laughs> I mean, you can't smell through the screen, but I'm going to show look it. Look at it. <laughs> What I would say to wrap this up, Johnny, is that the reason why user-generated content works is because it has it carries an air of authenticity from real customers if done right. Yep. And that is very compelling because people are way likely, more likely to be sold something from a friend who's yeah. authentically sharing it. And if it feels like a friend or, or another person that is very similar to them that they feel like they can relate to, it's going to sell very well. We and I would that. say authentically clear. Yeah. Because you can have a friend that's authentic. It's and so great. It's just it's the best. It's so great. I don't even it's know so how to explain it. That, yeah. And that that friend probably doesn't sell you on yeah. something. It's something who's like, I'll tell you exactly why I use this and why I think it's a great product. Yes. And it's a game changer. Yep. You know, game changer. I think that's a huge part of it. And like, I think also too, I think that like UGC can be a big part of your marketing mix. So for some people, it's like almost their entire marketing yep. mix. I think that makes me... A little uncomfortable mm -hmm. if it was my business mm -hmm. i think like having a very diverse set of assets is actually more beneficial because you don't want it to look too similar but if you do i think we, you have to do what we were talking about of like breaking the mold in a way that's surprising enough to get people's attention to re-engage with the brand when they see those things often um but i think that it's like it's something you can incorporate like this is the kind of my last final thought on it is i think we've found ways to incorporate user-generated content into almost any piece of content, mm -hmm. whether that's a really high-polished ad and we incorporate reviews into it, or it's just text reviews from Amazon. Like mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's, it needs to be present in most of marketing yes. because like, like you said, Johnny, people trust people, other people more than the brands that are trying to sell to them. They just I do. think that's nationwide, like trust in institutions and big businesses are, you know, it's not going up. 
But why? The government's so trustworthy. <laughs> well, people trust people more than people trust brands. And yeah. The more you lean into that, the more you can harness authenticity, which sounds like an oxymoron. No, uh, but like if you just... The better. The conversations, if you're selling a decent amount of pro- product and it's a good product, there are conversations that are happening. It's happening. It's whether you're tapping into them or not. Yeah. Right? And I think that the people who have done it well are seeing massive benefits from it. And I think that like if you're not doing it right now, I think the takeaway is figure out a game plan of how to start mm-hmm. to dabble in it and how to formulate a kind of a plan to extract that those conversations and, and, and harness them for, you know, telling your story in a way that your customers respond to. So man, Johnny, what a pleasure, sir. Pleasure to be back here. <clears throat> yeah. Pleasure to have you back. Thanks. Wish you weren't working so much over at Tuttle Twins. <laughs> I used to try and get Can't Johnny. Can't say the same. <laughs> I used to get Johnny to try and get Johnny to write. He'd be like Shane, I get a ride an episode with, you know, uh, about superheroes. Like, like that's hard. Carnivorous flamingos. Carnar- carnivorous velociraptor flamingos. It's yeah. hard to pass. <laughs> Are you the voice for that? I am. Yeah. Do you want me to do one? Yeah, do it. Do it. How do I do it? It's <laughs> awful. It's probably my biggest role. Most well known. Oh, I'm sorry. To bring it back full circle, Johnny Vance the gaffer is most well known for. <laughs> His role as the carnivorous flamingo. Yep. Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns! Subscribe now.